hey mom what you're chewing you're you're filming something let me just let me just go right in the mic and just (laughs) so that's um, our opener no explanation i'm just gonna open with with you going i'm doing it on the mic (laughs) woke up in a lucid dream now we're hunting for the shards we might be an oddball team but at least we've got no What's up, everyone? I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of Worldwalkers. Previously, the group was doing everything they could to protect Claiborne as nightmares attempted to end her life. Now, the Worldwalkers rally together to defend the life of not only Claiborne, but Brummelstone as well. The nightmare looks at Tompkins. God damn it, I fucking and knew it. Dives both of its fists for it, trying to rip the uh, the shard off of the shield. The first time he rolls out of the way, and the second time he rushes forward and meets his fist with the shield and pushes the fist away, and then crouches down and gets ready to do something else. Tin, what? Holy shit! Tompkins. Tin is gonna. Yeah, Tin's gonna try um, sharpshooting again. No. Uh, So she's really just, like, sitting back, taking a break, really, this round. She's just been like, you know, guys, it's been a real rough time for me. Um, So, yeah, she's just kind of, she's just, like, taking it easy. You know, if your gun not making any noise, it's hard to tell the difference when you're pretending to shoot. That's right. That's true. I'd be like, I totally got him, guys. You watch as it once again sends impaling tendrils into itself, and you're not sure if you can see Claiborne moving anymore. She does manage to pull herself out one last time. <laughs> she pulls herself out, and she reaches into her coat, and then looks up and sees Brummelstone. No! No! <laughs> fuck that guy! <laughs> God damn it! Heal yourself! Heal yourself! You'll just die again! Ernie's gonna swing the moonbeam from the one that it was on onto the one that Claiborne just popped out of. Uh, it passes its save, so just half damage. They've not failed a single save this entire time. Alright, five damage. So yeah, that moonbeam just races through the buildings and then stops right on it. Um, Roberto. Um, I move towards Brummelstone. Its hand rips out because you're trying to leave the area and starts to wrap around you. I need you to, ma- I need you to make a um, athletics or acrobatics check, your choice. I am going to do an acrobatics. <laughs> Whew, 23 in total, baby. All right. So, yeah, you just die forward, roll with it, and keep running. I ca- I do a freaking cartwheel. So, what are you doing? You get You get to Brummelstone. I uh, would like to try attempt to use. <sighs> I don't have a med- medicine kit or anything. You can just stabilize him, though. You can still stabilize. I, I rip up my pants and I use them as bandages, and I try to stabilize him as best as I could with nothing, with with what I do not have. <sighs> yes, nineteen. Yep. So yeah, you stabilize him. Oh, I slap him a little bit. He goes out. No. Oh. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, <laughs> That's three points of damage. He's dead forever. So, <laughs> still attacking my beastie. All right, that's 10 plus 6. That's 16. And scimitar damage. 3 plus 4 is 7. And then she's going to disengage and, again, be behind Tompkins. Like I said, the, the creature is actually, it's rushing forward, and it notices that Brummelstone is up once again. Okay. So, um, Vasa, you get an attack. Wait, my creature's going to attack Brummelstone? Yeah, it's, it's watching him get up once more. And it's charging him. You can't keep a good dwarf down. <laughs> I mean, you can. It just, it, it really hurts. I got a four. I wasn't expecting it to move. All right. So it rushes forward. I mean, he's not technically up. He's just not bleeding as badly. Yeah, that's why it gets advantage. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. Its first hit is for 10. So you're out. Its second hit is not a crit, so you have Thank one you. failed save as it's just starting to pound oh. on you. Okay. Oh. You know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not. Oh fuck! Why did I? Why did Wait. I wake you up? <laughs> <laughs> Should have uh, fucking left you. <laughs> yeah, it's given up. It it can't get past the light. It's being shredded apart, and so it's charging after um, Brummelstone and starts pounding into him, even though he's down. Like, the first hit takes Brummelson out, and you watch as, like, his breath leaves him, and he's once again on death's door. And then it brings another fist into him, trying to finish him off with tin. Uh, am I able to make it over to Brummelstone? Yeah. Okay. I definitely want to place myself there and try shooting. So you're going to get into melee with it, and then shoot it? Yeah. I know it's a disadvantage, right? Disadvantage, yeah. No, but I'm there to take some hits. <laughs> so, well, it won't attack you. You'll just give it the pl- you'll give him the plus two. What plus two for AC? You're half. You're providing half cover. Wait! Oh! Oh! Wait! Sorry! Wait! I didn't. Okay. Um. Okay. Sorry. Scratch that. Sorry, it's got a plus two. So you're at what AC? Thirteen. With the plus two now. Alright, so the creature that was next to Claiborne also notices Brummelstone trying to get up, like constantly no! getting over and over again. It's, it's, it's in a moonbeam. Yep, so it takes damage. It fails its saving throw. Whew! It failed? It, it failed. failed? It failed. Yes! It's a Christmas right. miracle. Yay. It takes 11 damage and it reverts to its original form and can't shapeshift again until it leaves the beautiful light. So you watch as it kind of just starts to shrink down a little bit, and you can only assume that it's lost its resistance that it had to ranged. Oh! And it looks furious at you, and it's going to change its mind, and it is going to attack Ertleby, so it's going to rush forward. Uh-oh. Is it cowed at all by the fact that I'm shielding myself with a shard? That's true. So I'll roll twice. It moves forward. The first thing it does before it leaves the area is it steps on Claiborne. And you can hear her back start oh, to crack. Oh, it just banged her! It just banged her! No! And then as it moves forward and it's it's losing its form, it realizes that it can't grab a piece of the uh, house anymore. So it does have to get close to try to hit Ertleby. And it misses because it has disadvantage. Claiborne's turn. She looks up. She pulls the uh, shard out. She's going to use it on herself and be fully healed. Ertleby? Ertleby um, 
is being approached by this monster, right? Yep. Can I bring the moonbeam to be on top of it again? Yeah. I'm going to do that. (laughs) So it failed its uh, save. I got three on my 2d10. I rolled a one and a two, so it takes three damage. All right. That'll show it. Anything else you're doing? Attempting to retreat. Is it getting an opportunity attack? Yeah, it's going to try and grapple you. So it does. You watch as it sucks Ertleby in. Oh, no. And it does eight damage to you. Uh, Roberto? Cause, um, oh, fuck. I'm, I'm going to try to stable the lights bar Brummelstone again with more rags from my ripped from my pants. <laughs> Don't you die on me now. I got a 20 in total. Uh, Vasa? Clear! <clears throat> All right. Um, Vasa is going to follow after. I'm assuming she and, T- and Tomskins are together. Uh, she's going to be like, well, where are you going? And she's going to go follow after... Um, the departing creature. It's very easy. There's a creature looming over, pummeling uh, Brummelstone and Roberto looking very shoddy. So she's going to go for the one that she's been attacking all this time. I mean, she's going to briefly scan the area and be like, where's Arnoldby? I mean, where's Grandmother? But yeah, let's let's go ahead and attack, uh, attack the slightly smaller one. But uh, I, got a, I got an 18 plus 6 on the scimitar. Scimitar damage... Five plus four, which makes nine. All right. So you slice through it, and you watch as it splashes everywhere and evaporates away. Good. Good, good, good. And then... Yes. No, no, no. I attacked the one that was hurting Brummelstone. Yay. And, and you know, Gunslinger Cold and all that. Um, so... <laughs> you bitch! <laughs> then, um, she is going to use her cunning maneuver to... She's just gonna plant herself between the large creature and uh, Brummelstone and Roberto. Ten. All right, I'm taking aim. I'm gonna do a sharpshooter for that thing. I got twenty. Twenty. Twenty-eight. All right. Without the resistance, you take your shot and you watch as it splatters across the buildings. <gasps> and that place. And Erdelby pops up. Yep. Erdelby crashes to the ground. Oh. <gasps> We fucking did and, it! And then, and then while while uh, Tin has her gun, she kind of does a little fancy flip with it and like uh, puts it like in its holster on her back, and she goes, "And that's how the West was won." Bradley's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just gonna fall on her back and like start making snow angels. Vasa would rush forward to help Ertle be up, and also to retrieve the shard, but also to help Ertle be up. So Vasa has gone over to help Ertleby stand up and recollect the shard and wrap them and tuck them away back into her possessions. Okay, so you make your way over to Ertleby and you're able to help her up, but Ertleby doesn't have the shard anymore. Vasa's immediately looking around. Where's the shard, Grandmother? At the same time that you're doing that, Claiborne just drops to her knees. Boss is looking for that shard. Grandmother, where's the where's the shard? You you had it. I probably didn't eat it. I'm pretty sure about that. Uh, otherwise, are we all okay? Is everyone okay? You can see Tompkins. He's taking the uh, shard off of the shield 
and then bringing it over to Vasa right away, and all of the confidence and bravado that he summoned up in order to handle himself in that fight is quickly fading away as he trots over and goes, he, he, um, he's here. Uh, Vasa wraps it up really quick and, and tucks it back away, but she, she grabs Tompkins by the shoulder and she says, Tompkins, the other shard, it's gone. The, the, the creature, even though we killed it, it it's gone. The shard is gone. We, we, I, I only had the one. No, no, we had another. Tompkins. You guys had two? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have it. It's gone. <laughs> Vasa just turns around. Um, she goes to look at Brummelstone. How's Brummelstone doing? I've stabilized him as much as I can, and he seems fine now. <laughs> right? Right? And I kick Brummelstone. I just imagine him, like, in a, like, hospital bed. We're all surrounded him. It's like, I've done the best I can for him. <laughs> Tin's gonna turn to Tompkins and say, do you have another med kit? And he starts patting himself down again. No, I, I just, I... Alright, thanks, Tompkins. I have some good berries here. Because Ertlebe off to the side has like rubbed her hands together and produced a handful of good berries. We should try force feeding him. <laughs> oh, I would say, t- uh, Tin, Tin would point to Claiborne and say, uh, I think Claiborne needs as much attention that we... No, Claiborne like- healed herself with the full crystal, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. She's just emotionally a wreck right now. Okay, so then never mind. <laughs> Okay, so then never mind. <laughs> <laughs> she's physically fine, oh, she's, so. She's fine. gonna walk over she's to Claiborne and start trying to feed her good berries. She starts eating them because she doesn't really know what's going on, oh, but she's breathing rapidly. You need to be hugged in a way like one of those jackets you put on dogs so that they feel comfortable and she kind of she that. scurries away from you and she puts her back up against the uh, wall of a building and just she's like got her knees up to her face and she's just holding herself breathing rapidly trying to find a way to calm herself down Roberto very reluctantly walks over to her and just kind of pats her on the head <laughs> and but doesn't really say anything he says oh no he says um hey are you okay? Uh, yeah. Vasa at this point would have turned to Tompkins and would say like, "Oh, and and Erdelby should be like, Grandmother Tompkins, we need to get out of here. We've created an incredible stir. We we need to rest and and we need to leave. Uh, I don't know, Grandmother, if you want us to go back to your son's place, but with your knowledge of the city, we need a place to rest right now. I have a small room we can we can hang out in at the shop that. Um, your son lets me stay in. I could fit one other other person in there. One other person. Yeah, and then it'd be really cramped. We are not splitting up. We cannot split up. I don't know if it's an entire room, to be honest with you, grandmother. Surely, surely, Monty has some space. I know his business isn't that great, but you've seen his house, right? Would we all fit inside it? He's been, um, um. It's been living inside the shop. I think things aren't going as great as you thought. It's kind of like a, like a sh- a shouse. <laughs> I defer to your architectural expertise in the appropriate nomenclature for such a thing. Uh, it's a thing I'm working on. Um, would it'll be? We're at the Midnight Oil, so we're in Forged City, but there was another place um, we could have stayed when we first came to the city, right? There's a a tavern called the Cask of Armadillos, 
Does it have a hotel? It has a few rooms up above, yeah. Also, wait, what's it called again? <laughs> the cask of armadillos. <laughs> Good pun. Thanks. Well played, I don't sir. get it. Vasa would have looked hard at grandmother's like, is that where we're going? We're going to this tavern. Uh, we are, but first. And she would turn to Vasa and be like, follow me in just a minute. And then she would turn into a cat and plop down on Claiborne and just mm-hmm. start purring. Well, Claiborne uh, kind of reaches out and holds you a little tighter than you want to at first. But <laughs> if you give her the time that she needs, she she does find enough solace to kind of pull herself up a little bit. And she doesn't say anything to you. She just kind of gives you one last pat that kind of feels like a thank you. And then she straightens herself up, and she's not talking to the group. She just kind of walks over and stays quiet. Yeah. Um, I would go over and pick up Brummelstone and sling him over my back and kind of Maybe I'll maybe I'll walk in front of Clayborn so she can see his head and that kind of I kind of move him like a puppet a little bit sometimes so he's smiling at her but like I take my hands and I go like this <laughs> and make him fake smile at her. She's <laughs> so comforted. She's not looking up. Can you call this episode "Weekend at Brumblestone"? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Pertleby's going to lead the way to the cask of armadillo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, i got to look that up now. Jesus. So wordlessly, you make your way to the other end, and you're able to buy out uh, room and board up there for five gold, and you'll have the entire top floor for a week private and uh, with all the privacy you need. I have no money. Vasa would have paid for it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So you get Brummelstone in a nice comfy bed. There's kind of a, they have like a smaller area up there that was meant for like private affairs, but that's essentially going to serve as your living room for the week. While Brummelstone is out cold and everybody else is doing their own thing, whatever, um, Vasa would have stepped close to Claiborne and she would have very firmly, but not, not accusingly, she would just said, Claiborne, what were those? She doesn't say anything. Uh, Roberto looks over at Vasa and says, we should probably leave her alone for a while because she seems, she needs a time. She needs some time. Tompkins is in the area and he's like, what do you mean? What were those? Those were nightmares. Those nightmares came out when no one was asleep, but when Claiborne took off her necklace. If they were nightmares, they were not our nightmares. He kind of looks at you and he's like, what does it matter if someone's asleep? Isn't that how they come to us? In the past, they've always waited until... But I mean, how do you know that nobody was asleep? Because we were all awake, Tom- Tompkins. Were you asleep? And he kind of looks at you and he's like, Do you mean that nobody in the area was asleep? Do you think you no. guys need to be asleep? These nightmares, they... What did we learn from the place we were just? They attack the people who are sleeping, the people who are not lucid dreamers. But we as lucid dreamers, they cannot... They cannot dominate us in our dreams, therefore they take physical form and therefore give us a chance to attack them back. That's how we understood our nightmares worked and our lucid dreaming gives us an advantage. And he kind of nods and he's like, yeah, but I mean, it's just as likely somebody was like taking a nap nearby, right? We were in Robot Central. Does that mean that there was a human there? I'm sorry, forged, forged, forged (laughs) district, little forged town. Very sorry. (laughs) I apologize. (laughs) 
Grandma like, says the R word. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just going to go repent. But does that mean there was a human or something nearby taking a snooze? And is that person dead? Well, Tompkins kind of like, he folds his arms. And he's like, well, I guess there's two possibilities, right? Possibility one is that somebody must have been asleep. Possibility two is that there's a whole new thing we have to consider. But I think it's more likely that somebody was just probably asleep nearby. Because that seems like an easier answer. Was that because Claiborne is cursed by something that has been following her for a while? And when yeah, we Vasa, broke the lantern, yeah. or we broke, broke her necklace, we broke, maybe we let those monsters in because they've been, they were explicitly chasing her. Yeah, and, and Vasa interrupts Tompkins and says, no, you don't understand, Tompkins. Claiborne also has a special curse, one that follows her, and, and as she has told us with her own words, causes bad things to happen. Now, I am asking Claiborne if those, those was her curse, or those were something else entirely. And Claiborne struggles to say it, but she's like, it's both. My, my, my curse and I, I don't I don't know what nightmares are. I know that those are my nightmares. And she doesn't really make much more sense after that. She kind of gets quiet. And Tompkins is like, all I know is that, like, I don't know a lot about this curse that hangs over her. But, like, those were nightmares. And whether or not they've been just lurking outside on, like, the cusp of dreams waiting for her to let her guard down or what. But I think it was a perfect storm. Good movie. <laughs> it's like I don't want to fight all the all the theories you, you guys are going to come up with because you guys are adventurers, and I'm just like Tompkins. But uh, those are nightmares, and that's I guess all I got. And he kind of starts backing down again and kind of getting a little more meek, and he kind of walks away. Oh, Tompkins. This is why no one respects you, Tompkins. Yeah, stand up for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what are we saying? Are we saying that the nightmares have caught up to us? That they manifested because of some dreamer nearby? And because of Claiborne's curse, they specifically targeted her? And Tompkins is off to the side. He's like looking out a window. What, me? Well, why did the timing de- depend on her necklace shattering? Why did they focus on her? Previously, the nightmares attacked anybody they could. And he kind of thinks about it for a second. And he's like, well, I mean, like, it sounds to me like she's got these things looking for her constantly, but they just couldn't get to her. And as soon as she took off the necklace and broke it, she opened the door. And then they, like, uh, walked in and, like, said hello. But, like, terribly. Vasa would have briefly uh, stepped out of the room, and if she could, she would go downstairs, and to the tavern manager, she would have slipped him two more gold to sort of be very discreet about their location, not to like give any clues about who's where they are and all that stuff. And uh, she kind of leans forward, and she's like, sure, but what's going on? Now I want to know. What can I not tell anyone? And she kind of like raises her eyebrows. Vasa <laughs> just says something like, adultery and orgies, and then goes back up. <laughs> She kind of nods. She's like, nice. (laughs) (laughs) She starts cleaning glasses near the staircase. (laughs) Tin Tin would go up to Vasa very meekly. As soon as he walks upstairs, yeah, Tin comes over. Yeah. 
Tint and kind of like, you know, as meekly as you can when you're a giant forged, kind of goes over to Vasa and is like, Hey, Vasa, do you happen to have five gold that you could spare? Because I thought that maybe I could go find a med kit just in case, like, we get into trouble. Since that's kind of my thing, I kind of do some healing for people. Um, and I don't have money. <laughs> Vasa would have just kind of like eyeball tin having observed her get pickpocketed very easily but she she does uh go back she brings tin back to the group and she looks at tin and roborto and she would say like you know you two do need to resupply yourselves so she gives tin and roborto each 15 gold and then um she gives ertleby and she puts on brummelstone's <laughs> unconscious belly uh, ten gold, <laughs> and and then she gives she gives Tompkins a silver. And he he's like, no, no, thanks. I work for my money. Oh. <laughs> oh. No, she's she's happy Thank to keep you, it. Vasa. Tompkins is very sassy these days. Wow. We leave him alone no, for a matter he, of weeks. If, <laughs> he doesn't know that he it came off like sass though. Like he's like, no, no, I, I work. Like he's very happy oh. with his job. So he's like, yeah, yeah. It, he doesn't Never know how mind. to say it right. I guess, but he was like, yeah. No, no, no. And yeah, I got and half a Basa room down at the uh, at the shop. Vasa would have looked to Roberto and Tin and says, "You know, go restock yourselves as soon as possible. We don't know when we'll need. We'll have another fight." Ertleby, at a quiet moment, would come over to Vasa and be like, "I'm very sorry. I lost the shard. I know you didn't give it to me to lose it, unless that was part of your plan." Which I don't think it was. I'm pretty sure I just screwed up. I'm sorry, Vasa. No, Grandmother. You didn't. None of us truly understand these nightmares. It was not your fault that we lost the shard. Speaking of which, Tompkins. Yeah, what's up? We lost a shard. A nightmare creature took it. Oh. What are the consequences of that, Tompkins? Because eyes are kind of darting around. He's like, I... Don't know. Um, he's kind of like rubbing the back of his neck with his hand. He's like, we, I think you need all the pieces to rebuild the island. About that, Tompkins. If we need all the pieces of the shard to rebuild an island, how exactly were we going to carry around all these shards of island after we've accumulated a fair number of them? <laughs> And he's like, well, two things. First off, dream logic. Second of all, and this is like he kind of he kind of like straightens his back out, and he's like, I didn't hire you guys. You brought me along. Tompkins, yes, explain yes, to me the dream logic. Can we hide the? Can we can we carry these shards in our dreams? Is what you're saying? No, I'm just saying that like I don't know how many shards you need to rebuild the island, but I'm saying that like. Like, the island wasn't made out of shards. It was turned into shards and then shattered. Also, uh, Vasa look, would have looked over to Claymore and she would have stepping on. She's like, how are you, by the way? Still mourning? Still shocked? When's Brummelstone going to wake up? Vasa would take Claiborne by the hand and leading her over if she's willing to be moved would just kind of push her down into a seat next to the bed that Brummelstone is laying in and she would forcibly take Brummelstone's hand, take Claiborne's hand, Merge them together, pat the top of it, and says, you let me know when he does. And then steps away. Okay. 
Yeah, and then Vasa looks at Erdelby and she's like, she's useless right now. Erdelby would turn back into a cat and sit on her again. And just like, like waddle over because she's kind of a fat cat. So that's your last use of the shapeshift then, right? Okay. Until I rest, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, um, Vasa would be like, Grandmother, you should get some rest as well. You were very injured during the fight. And then Claiborne looks up and is like, no, and she shakes you right away. Like, no, 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 don't sleep. (laughs) What are you thinking? She like, once she thinks you're awake, she stops. Vasa's like, oh, so you do have an opinion. Well, Claiborne, do you feel like talking now? (laughs) She just looks at you and says, what do you want from me? (sighs) What do you think we can do about your curse and our nightmares? We have to all sleep sometimes, Claiborne. She's kind of nervous about it, and she's like, well... And she doesn't look like she believes this at all, but she's like, maybe we killed them. And the ones that were hunting me are gone now. Yes, but let's say they're not. Let's say they they aren't, and they're just recovering. How would you suggest we not lose their sanity and still maintain some level of safety? Does your curse come in cycles? Do we have a week or two before it's ready to strike again? I, Are you asking her if her curse is like her period? Yeah. <laughs> is it? Is it that time? <laughs> is it that time in the month, Claiborne? Are we about to experience the curse? <laughs> Just I. I mean I. I would have to ask someone in the know, and she looks over at Bramlestone like somebody more magically inclined than me. I, I, I don't know. And I don't even know if Brummelstone would know because he's not from this world and it's not something that he would have any expertise in. And I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, can I interject real quick to say like in our montage of shopping, uh, Tin notices a donkey and is pointing to Roberto and trying to convince him to go, uh, go in on a donkey. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. How much is it? Oh my God. Well, I should it's never have given them 15 gold each. Okay, do you think, Ten, that this will fit through the portals? I the world mean, water portal? we're like I mean, the size okay. of a donkey. It's true. Sort of. <laughs> do you plan on, are we gonna, are you gonna ride it? Are we gonna take turns? Do we have some sort of timeshare on this donkey? Like, you ride it the first half of the day? Or I... I don't know. <laughs> donkey. Um, I actually already spent all my money, though, so it would really <laughs> so just be you're saying, donkey. Oh, oh, that's a good idea. I do. Um, I am in need because I <gasps> am missing. Go get another cat. I'm missing. <gasps> pet store. Pet store. <laughs> Go down to ye old pet store and get yourself pet... another kitten. Fucking pet store. Okay. I mean, I, I, I have all these stuff that I need, but I, should probably, I could probably get rid of the backpack and the food and um, all the essentials and just get a cat. Are you going down to for reals? For reals. Don't come for reals. <laughs> Can Vasa oh be struck by a sudden lightning bolt of financial fear and just run out of the tavern, realizing she should not have loosed two forge with 15 gold each on the city? Like, her, her, her rogue instinct kicks in. She's like, money's being spent on bullshit. And just run. Tomkin notices the them force. running around with, in, uh, just filled with joy, but he doesn't want to say anything. <laughs> 
We're like skipping and holding hands. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Report, you know what Reporto is thinking around? He's like, oh, I wonder how Cat Bradley is doing in that farm that you guys sent him to. <laughs> no, that you sent him to, Enzo. You sent him out there on a suicide it was, mission. It was really all my fault. That's why Tin is like, you should get another cat. <laughs> She's like overcome with guilt. There are a selection of animals here. Um, oh my god. There <laughs> are. They have dogs and turtles. You can lie. You they can have lie. a small hedgehog. Oh my a god, get a hedgehog! Hamsters, Shut up, some birds, and um. Gotta go fast. Spike attack. And, and um, fate or luck has smiled upon you today. Because. Roberto they does not have any other allowance. This is a role I've been making since we started uh, a certain Wait. game session. And um, every time we get into a town, I've been secretly making this role to see if it happens. Oh, and oh there is, no. in fact, a traveling uh, menagerie in town uh, selling exotic animals and amongst like, like, the collection and, of animals here. Um, they take you out to the back and show you that there are even more exotic animals oh, to be had, such as a panther, um, <laughs> such as a uh, collection of donkeys, obviously. Um, there's even uh, even more exotic animal that they've brought all the way from the Twisting Swamps. Um, it is a elephant. Oh my god! Oh my god, a fucking elephant! Fuck you, Pedro! <laughs> <laughs> Tin immediately grabs Roberto and is like, oh my god, we must tell everyone. Is that an elephant? <laughs> Thanks for listening to episode 44, Claiborne's Nightmares, part 3. If you want more World Walkers in your life, you can visit our website at worldwalkerspodcast.com. You can also find us at World Walkers Pod on Twitter or on Facebook at facebook.com slash worldwalkerspod. Thanks to Kevin McLeod over at Incomitech.com for the music in this episode. And thanks as always to Sirenscape for the sound effects and some of the music that you heard. You can find them at sirenscape.com. Hey, you know what? That's really kind of you. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. Tin can't, tin can't do anything right today, so... <laughs> Look, you're doing things right when you haven't died every third round. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel bad because I feel like literally she's walking in and she has shiny armor. Everyone's like bloody beating up and has been like knocked down. I literally haven't had any hits on me this game. So I'm like full HP. And then she gets like nailed by a door. So the other creature gets knocked out. Crit damage. That's actually what Brimblestone is saying right now. <laughs> Pedro's making a you done fucked up face. No, it's just that. <laughs> so, it, it... Do you ever like see yourself completely covered in lint and you're trying really, 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 really hard not to imagine them as insects so that you don't freak the fuck out? That's maybe what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've just you've just created a new phobia. This is like yeah. I'm really trying to suppress my imagination right now, like really Wait, clamping that shit down. Do you not down. like bugs? 
No, it's just the idea of, you know, my clothes being covered with them. You know, it's, it's fine. It's I, fine. I didn't realize one of my players had arachnophobia, and I put them up against a giant face spider with a swarm of spiders, and he was the first one to walk in the room. And they, they covered him up completely, and they just did like 40, 10 damage over and over again while the face spider teleported and walked the walls attacking him. And he was like, why? Why? He's like freaking out. Really bad. I was like, what's wrong? He's like, I, and he's like, he's he's like a very cocky min maxer player. He's like, why is this? Ter- why are you doing this to me? And I was like, what? You walked in me? first, and he's like, this is. Can someone stop this? Because I don't like this. Oh, shit. <laughs> you can't min max your emotions. Quote of the game. <laughs> Should we have like sent you Pedro all of our phobias so that you could you can make us have even No, don't do it? that. No. He doesn't He's like he's like, don't give me that power. Don't I for real. Because I I will use it immediately. Oh. Alright. Good to know. I'm scared Everyone... of getting uh too many experience points. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was gonna say it's my my greatest fear is living a long, healthy life with my character. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I just wake up in the middle of the night. Thinking about how horrible it would be to have an easy fight. Hey, and- hey, uh, uh, Pedro. <laughs> Megan's phobia is solo missions. No! <laughs> oh, 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 damn. <laughs> I will jump off as many airships as it takes. <laughs> <laughs> we, were talking, we were in the middle of a bunch of Kickstarter talking. I think we were talking about World Walkers briefly. And out of nowhere, Megan's like, still glad I jumped off that airship. <laughs> you just kind of wistfully shared it out of nowhere. Think about that and game go. <laughs> Not game on. <laughs> game forward. The game's been on since I walked into the room. <laughs> now you know how I've sired a child. Thank you. <laughs> would just have been a picture of West. Like, that's all it had to be. <laughs> Fasa would have looked to Roberto and Tin and says, you know, go re- restock yourselves as soon as possible. We don't know when we'll, need- we'll have another fight. It's like kids in a candy store. Yeah, <laughs> and the best shopping montage ever happens. <laughs> yep. They're outside of a weapon shop, kicking feet up, very excited. <laughs> What's this? What's this? There's weapons everywhere. <laughs> they keep coming out with different pieces of armor on. <laughs> and someone's yeah, like, like, oh my god, they're mutilating Forge. And she's like, no, I'm just thinking about adding it on.